Hey, it's Chuck. How are you? I am good, Chuck. Thanks for taking some time out today. No problem, man. Awesome. awesome. How are you doing? I am good. I am good. I'm sure you're you're uh, excited to get to the fall leg of this uh, the Bay Strikes Back tour. Yeah, we're we're pumped up. You know, we just finished Europe and didn't have much time between to rest, but we're right back at it tomorrow night. Phoenix, I believe. Yeah. I know later this month you're going to be in PA and New York here on the East Coast we're at. Uh, I know you already played Philly on this tour as well. How much fun is it to play with all these bands that you have known for so, so long? Well, it's been great. I mean, we've been with them since March or February of 2020. We started the Bay Strikes Back in Europe, and uh, everything shut down and pandemic hit. and So we put that on hold for two years, and we started it back up this April and did the Bay Strikes Back in April with them. And then we met up in Europe and did some shows with them, and now we're to the second leg in America. Obviously going very well. i got to ask you about the audience, especially here in the States, because I, I go to a lot of shows, a lot of bands that are older. What do you see out in the audience? Do you see different generations coming together? Do you have a lot? Totally. Totally? Not just totally. the fans from the yeah. 80s and 90s? Not, not, not okay. just the gray hairs. <laughs> I see <laughs> I see a mixture. You know, I'm sure, you know, this style of music kind of gets passed down through generations. You know, I'm not sure a lot of people that enjoy thrash metal or extreme music, you know, always are willing to, you know, share with their kids and bring them up on what they were brought up on. And, you know, it catches on. So I think I do see anywhere from young kids as young as like you know 10 years old some brain i know i've seen even generations from the grandson to the father to the you know child you know coming to shows it, it's definitely been a mixture and um you know i think we're very fortunate that this kind of music does cross over into all genres and generations that's got to make you feel good too uh that your music is going to different generations it's not the older generation that your your music and your records have legs and like you you've got this legacy yeah and i think you know our our older music you know it had a era sound at the time but i think we're us as testament has progressed to sounding more current still we we don't write like we're in 1980 we write um with what we're feeling today and i think our, our records sound still modern they don't sound like a 30 five-year-old band you know rehashing old riffs and style we we kind of we always kind of set the bar and try to top it every record and do something different and especially like on our new record times of creation there was a lot more vocal styles textures and tones that i've i found and used on this record that i haven't used in the past so for me like writing this record i thought it was pretty cool that I'm, I'm doing still new things that I haven't done 35 years later, still making music. You know, that's perfect that you said the styles and tones of your voice, because my next question was, after all these years, how do you keep that voice in shape? Um, well, I think, you know, I mean, I definitely try to keep my health in check. I've done a lot more things mellow touring now than I was as a youngster, because, you know, when you're young, you're just, all right, I got signed, I'm going on tour, sex, drugs, rock and roll. And you stay up and drink all night and you do, you know, stupid stuff and you don't think about it. It's a matter of being in the moment or I think now where we're at in my life and career, it's more like, okay, I want to give 100%. If there's somebody come and see me 35 years ago who's going to see me today, I want them to walk away going, wow, that was better than I remember. You know, I don't want them to go and leave and go, wow, man, you better hang it up. <laughs> you know, so I, you know, I take better care of myself. I don't smoke weed on tour anymore. I don't drink on tour anymore and try to get a good night's sleep. And it really does help my voice, you know, and I actually 
carry a Peloton bike on tour, so I kind of get my exercise in and keep my wind going, you know. So it's all about it's all about giving 100%. Well, I talked to uh, Eric uh, months and months ago when you guys were out here on the uh, on the East Coast. I guess you need the Peloton because doesn't he cook for you guys? Uh, he's always going. He always finds the restaurants on the days off okay. where to go. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, he'll whip some concoction up sometimes on the bus, pick up something and put something together. But um, I just know for my style of singing, I really need the wind. Mm-hmm. I need to be able to push the air. So the, the bike helps me really keep in check. I noticed, like, over the years when I was smoking weed on tour, God, by the end of the tour, my stomach muscles are cramped and my lung capacity just shrunk, and it just got harder. And I felt like, man, I'm really hurting my voice, I think, and not giving 100%, so i got to do something different. Also, when I was talking with Erica, and you mentioned Titans of Creation, uh, the last record, which is, I guess, a couple years old now. New music from Testament coming? Yeah, yeah. After this tour, we're going to get back in. We don't have anything booked until April 23. So we're going to uh, get to work and write another record. And I believe, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, is Mr. Lombardo still with you guys? Yes, he is. Nice. Yes. What's it like having him in the band? Obviously, you have a history with him, with him being in Slayer. and Yeah, I mean, we go back for the Slayer days and the early days touring with him, the Clash of the Titans. But, you know, also back in 99 when he wrote the Gathering record with us. Mm-hmm. And he did some short touring with us on that record. And, uh, and then, you know, of course, I, I became ill at that time and that all kind of stopped we've always talked over the years running into each other at a festival or somewhere always talking about man wasn't it great when we did that record had so much fun and you know i think he even conceived one of his kids on the bus on that tour (laughs) so we're like you know there's just a lot of good things and memories about that so we always said over this last 20 years man wouldn't it be great to go just play the gathering record you know and what if that ever be possible once Gene and us had our scheduling conflicts, they've reached out and said, hey, man, I'm looking for a gig. And we're like, no kidding. Well, you got one. And then, you know, he's got back into the group. Now that gathering reunion could be possible. Let's go way, way back. Let's go back to the early thrash metal scene. Because I, when I talked to Eric, I was asking him his influences or when he first saw Metallica or Slayer or anything. First off, what got you into wanting to be in a band? And when did you know this thrash metal scene was like like something was brewing and something was happening in the early 80s? Um, well, I always wanted to, you know, I always loved, especially when I think, you know, I think a lot, a lot of musicians, seeing Kiss for the first time and what a a show and entertainers and, you know, the music and just everything what Rockstar stood for was appealing, you know, and seeing them live for the first time, I think in 1976, 12, so I was 14 years old and, and getting to see them for the first time. I knew, wow, I want to be Gene Simmons. And I think every kid at that point, you know, you're strumming the tennis rackets in the backyard <laughs> in the garage, trying to, you know, do the kiss poses. And then, you know, I think around seventh, eighth grade, I started picking up the guitar and started playing guitar, and I wanted to be a guitar player. Uh, Michael Shanker and guys like that were my big guitar heroes, Eddie Van Halen. At that time, around 1981, somewhere around there, 82, my younger brother was in a band, and me and Steve Souza, who sang Sings for Exodus, used to go down to the rehearsals and watch and, and kind of be roadies for the guys. And one day they threw me the lyrics and said, hey, man, why don't you sing today? Because at that time, those guys all sang. All the members sang. And one day they threw me the lyrics and said, here, you sing today. And I did. They said, all right, you're the new singer. <laughs> and from that point, I'm like, okay, well, 
I wanted to be a guitar player, and I don't think that's going to happen. I'm getting a vocal opportunity. I better learn how to do that. So that's when I started taking private lessons and went to college to learn some theory and guitar and stuff like that. Got to the point to where my vocal coach said, okay, you know, I I think we reached the end of our training. You know, you need to go out and find yourself a band. So that was my next step. And at the time, I was friends with Steve Zetra-Souza, who was singing for Legacy. He had, he was friends with my brother, and he told me, hey, I'm leaving Legacy to join Exodus. Here, call Alex Skolnick and audition for these guys. And at the time, that style of music was kind of maybe not in my, you know, I didn't really recognize that because all the vocal training I was doing was more built around melodic singers trying to hold a melody and carry a melody. And I wasn't really hip on the thrash metal style singing. So I joined the band and of course that's when Metallica was coming up. I loved I loved Metallica, but it still was wasn't what I was trained on. And so once I joined and got the audition and got the gig in Legacy, I kind of took a crash course with Eric on how to be a thrash singer. You know, he took a year learning all the first record songs and he showed me the style that the singing was built on tempos, not necessarily the melody. But me coming from a melodic background and training, I kind of incorporated both. I try to do both, put a little melody in with the thrash uh, t- tempo singing. And so I kind of created my own little style, I guess, coming up with this band. You know, my first audition, I got the gig, and I've been here 35-plus years. <laughs> that's awesome. You know, man. and kind of develop myself into what I do now. So I think that's why one of the reasons I was always uh, attracted to uh, Testament, because I loved being heavy, but I also loved the melodic side as well. And you guys did that perfectly. Yeah, I think that's kind of just, I think if I didn't have that melodic training, maybe I would just sort of sing something totally different. So I think, you know, for me, it was the right time finding the right band. And like I said, the thrash style, I didn't understand it until I started singing it for a year and every day got used to singing on tempo. Finally, I'm like, oh, I get it now. I, <laughs> I but Let me squeeze in my melody. And then the second record, The New Order, that's when I really got to participate in the writing and creation. So that's kind of, it kind of just grew from there. And at that time, the guys liked the melodic side of it. So it, it was a good match getting ready for the kickoff of the tour here uh, here in the states once again tomorrow night in phoenix the uh, the bay strikes back fall tour exodus death angel of course uh, testament there we'll see you here on the east coast uh, a little bit later this month i uh, thank you for taking some time and uh the best of luck and uh yeah looking forward to some new testament music next year cool hopefully we'll see you uh, real soon at a show huh absolutely man i will i will make that happen right on sean appreciate it man oh no problem you take care man all the best all right bye now.